What brings a community together? Shared insights? Shared conversations? Welcome to Open Door by Cox Communities, tackling the big questions on the minds of smart community business leaders. Welcome back to Open Door by Cox Communities, where we're providing information for you to consider when making decisions for your multifamily communities. Discover the latest trends and technologies that are making some multifamily business owners stand out. I'm your host, Bess Friedman, CEO of Brown Harris Stevens. Today, we're discussing how to cut through the noise and ride the big multifamily tech wave without wiping out. And I'm very pleased to be joined for the conversation by the president of Western Wealth Communities, Jennifer Stuchokis, and Jared Smith, the Vice President of Field Sales at Cox Communities. Well, welcome, Jennifer and Jared. So before we get started on cutting through the noise when it comes to the big multifamily tech wave, I'd like to take a moment for each of you to introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about the work you do every day. So Jennifer, perhaps we can start with you. Great. Hi, everybody. I'm Jennifer Stachokas. I'm the president of Western Wealth Communities and the VP of People and Technology for Western Wealth Capital. And I have 24 years of industry experience in the multifamily industry, and my passion really centers around property performance. So leveraging and collaboration between operations, marketing, pricing, training for best results. I'm very pleased to be here and excited to share our experience. Wow, it's a long time in the industry. Jared, how about you? Will you tell us a little bit about what you do on a daily basis? Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. And I've got 16 years as well in the MDU space, from knocking doors to being in leadership roles as well. And Really, it comes down to nationally, my team and I strive to be the trusted technology advisor in the multifamily space so we can help partners like Jennifer and their teams really go through and accomplish their goals with a partner with long-term relationships and someone they could, they could really rely on. Second piece is to provide solutions through technology that impact the human life positively. And then last is take those solutions, deploy and implement those solutions so that there's stability, ease of use, and less noise at the property level, if you would. Very good. Well, thank you both for sharing that. Let's get into the subject at hand, which is the amount of new smart home technology that is being released to the public, which is incredible, but it can also be deeply overwhelming. Jared, from a human experience perspective, why is it so important to not let the technology in our life bog us down? There is so much in the speed of life now, especially coming out of the pandemic, and technology seems to be at higher and higher demand every single day in our lives. Think of all the gadgets, power cords, devices, and everything that you take with you. A sample for that bog down would be, think about preparing for the airport. You're wanting to travel? Well, you got to think of the iPad, the PC, your headphones, your, your cords, your devices, everything that comes with it. It can bog you down if you let it overwhelm you. I like to think of it as think of ways where you can drive efficiencies in your personal life using technology and only let those things that drive those efficiencies really come with you. 
versus bog you down and make you pack more like the Air Force in there. Nobody likes that. Right. You're getting ready to go to the airport. It's just so stressful, but it's a good way to look at it. And Jennifer, with so many different products and devices on the market, what do you think are some good strategies to help cut out through the noise and determine what type of tech is best suited for all your needs? Absolutely. I think when evaluating new technology, it's really important to understand what is the problem that I'm trying to solve for. So it's very easy to chase the shiny new penny in any industry that you're in. But sometimes that can end up leading to cost run up with sometimes little to no value to the bottom line. So again, really thinking with the end in mind, what am I trying to accomplish and what is the problem I'm solving for? So when I think about that, I really bucket our technology decisions into different disciplines. So I'm looking at our people strategy, our accounting strategy, marketing and leasing, and operations and maintenance. And again, really highlighting within each of those disciplines, what is the problem that we're facing, if any, and how can technology solve that? And really, I think, Jared, you've said it. I know I say it quite a bit in uh, my daily life is really focusing on the noise. And when you focus on the noise, it allows you to figure out what are the items that can be removed from the human touch and what are those tasks, functions, or items that really need to continue to have the human touch. And there's really a fine balance, I find, between that. And each company's strategy is going to be a little bit different. Ours is a little different in the sense that we're a value-add company. And so when I'm thinking about cutting out the noise, I still want the human touch when it comes to the sales process. But somebody who's an established company that's already out of lease up, they may have a different strategy that they'll focus on. And I think just one more tip when I'm thinking about how you cut through the noise of all the tech that's on the market is don't be afraid to say yes to taking demos of new innovative products. To me, it's really been a game changer in my career. It's been a way for me to discover new technology, stay ahead of others, and figure out that use case so I can be ahead of the game. And I always like to say that there's a time and a place to be a follower and a time and a place to be a pioneer. And just figure out with each of those technologies, do you want to be the pioneer or do you want to wait a little bit and be the follower and let somebody else do the hard work and figuring it out? But really being strategic in the decisions, understanding what your risk tolerance is, and it can really be rewarding for your company and for yourself personally. Such good advice. It's really not for everybody. I know so many people have great fear when it comes to new tech. It takes a bit of courage and willingness. And, you know, as you get older, change is so much harder. We all love what we're used to. As I'm sure you remember when people switch from Blackberries to iPhones, that was like people would never nobody felt like they could do something like that because they were just used to what they were used to and technology all everything changes so quickly every day it's like innovation or you die and you have to keep doing that and i think it's hard but as you said i think you have to dig into it and decide do you want to be a pioneer do you want to learn do you want to grow do you want to innovate and those are questions companies have to ask themselves and you guys are definitely the leaders in that space you know what you're doing Jared, as more and more tech is implemented in our daily lives, how do we still maintain that connection to each other and bring that human element into our tech experiences? I look at this in two ways. First and foremost, what Jennifer said about keeping an open mind and staying curious. The speed of technology is not going to slow down. So the more open-minded that we are about the technology, it can impact our life in many ways, whether personal or professional. Being intentional of how you look at that technology. What's it going to do for me, for the people that I serve, the people that I live around, to give a sense of community and a personal belonging? 
but also stay attached to your business or your personal life or your family. I personally call my granddaughter every single night. She's 1,200 miles away from me, but we have dinner together. She knows exactly who I am. She called me by my name. That's how digital environments can help us make a human connection. And a resident could do the same thing at a property. They could have a way of digitally connecting to the property staff or the sense of community as they live in their units as well. It's really less about the devices and more about removing the loneliness that we've all felt during the time where we had to be bunkered up and the times and where we couldn't be with each other. It's using that technology for good and have a solution that really matters for the people that live at the residence or in your personal life for you individually. I love that you do that with your granddaughter. It's a great way to connect and you see each other, hear each other's voices, and you're making the best of a situation where you're long distance. And so you, this is your way to connect. And I think a lot of people use that methodology. All right, Jennifer, back to you. So what are some of the most innovative ways that you have seen technology used to empower the human experience in the multifamily space? I'm going to share a couple different examples. And I tried to look at it Again, thinking about those buckets that we have in our company and giving some examples from different buckets. So the first one, when I think about people and technology, is we launched a listening platform for our employees. So something that really was important to us is make, making sure that we're building and maintaining the culture of our organization, especially as we grow and continue to be around and evolve. And so that anonymous survey program allows us to gauge employee satisfaction, and it really allows our company to focus on what is most important to our employees and pivot and make adjustments as necessary. From the leasing and marketing side, thinking about lead nurturing. So we get so many leads that come into the properties of people that are looking to move and really thinking about how is it sometimes possible for a small on-site team to respond to every single lead that comes through the funnel. And so we did launch some technology that has an automation component to it, where it's able to take away the noise. Again, I think that's the buzzword of our podcast is taking away the noise of that influx of traffic by having automation nurture all of your leads by providing necessary follow-up and allowing us to have higher conversions. So really figuring out where are the highest intent renters and that's where we can focus the majority of our time. And then a couple things on the operations side is collections have been of utmost importance throughout this period, especially coming out of COVID. And so we partnered with a company that offers an AI solution to ping our residents, right, to remind them that rent is due, remind them when rent is past due, allow them to ask questions and give them answers that really a bot is able to handle. I will say the bot is so good that when a resident calls the office, they think it's our bot is called Colleen. Uh, they actually think Colleen works in the office and they've asked Colleen to stop texting them. Uh, so it's really come across as a very real solution. We tell them Colleen will stop calling you when you pay your rent. Oh my God, so funny. It's been a great way for us to really empower technology and layering on the human touch where our on-site teams are also still following up with those residents in the traditional ways of knocking on doors, sending emails, picking up the phone. But we find that we get better take when we meet the residents where they want us to. And a lot of that is through text. Um, and then the last thing I would share is, you know, we really have an initiative that we focused on since last fall called our Enhanced Services Initiative where we're really trying to centralize a lot of those admin tasks. And again, it's those tasks that create noise on the properties. And we've centralized those functions into corporate roles. 
to make sure that we can reduce the leakage that's happening on site. But then it also allows us, so utilizing that technology and centralizing those functions, but allowing our on-site teams to have more of the human touch with the prospects, the residents, and allowing the manager to have more time with their individual employees to foster and grow their careers. Looking at the situation through three different lenses, the owner, the staff, and the resident, what are some of the challenges and best practices for, let's start with the owners, when it comes to cutting through the noise, as you say, Jennifer, and keeping the human experience at the center of their tech choices? Absolutely. So I think on the owner's perspective, the easy answer is it's best to target what's going to impact the bottom line. So if I want to talk to an owner or an investor, they want to understand how the technology is going to generate additional income or it's going to reduce expenses on the property. And to me, that's really the key of how you sell to an owner, um, providing data, facts, and backing it up. And what about for the staff? How can you be sure that any new tech is helping them do their job better and not creating more work stress agita, as I like to call it, for them? So again, it goes back to what we talked about earlier is figuring out what's the problem that we're trying to solve for and then only rolling out technology that's going to fill that void. I think it's really critical, too, to ensure that the integrations are in place and they're seamless to ensure that you don't have site teams doing double work in multiple systems. And that can happen sometimes. And then we have to make sure to ask our employees for their feedback before, during, and after a technology rollout to learn what worked, what didn't work, and how can we improve, and really take the feedback to heart and make adjustments based on that feedback by the actual end user. And what about for the residents? What are they looking for? And how do we avoid either over or underwhelming them? I think with residents, it's important to consider how it's actually going to impact their relationship with the property. So are we adding extra steps or providing them a service to make their life easier? And really our goal as landlords would be to make their life easier. So an example is we rolled out a technology that's basically a moving concierge. And they can access it at any given point in time. Once they've committed to signing a lease with us, they receive an email and then they can set up all of their utilities. They can set up their cable, their phone service if they want it. They can forward their mailing address. They can set up renter's insurance. They can sign up for our flexible payment program. All of these different touch points that they can do on their time when it's most convenient to them. What about the demographics of a resident population? What implications do they have on the type of tech that is wanted or needed? I think it's really important to understand how your residents communicate in their daily life. And really, we need to focus our efforts on meeting them where they are. So for instance, a big technology that's been talked about a lot during COVID and beyond is self-guided touring. So in my portfolio, which is value add and more workforce housing, it's been a little more challenging to roll that technology out. The majority of our portfolio is more suburban in nature. They're garden style buildings. So meaning it's a little bit harder to then we were doing self-guided tours through lockboxes and you'd have to put lockboxes on all of those different areas that you wanted them to tour. Whereas if somebody's in an urban high rise, if they gain access into the actual building, they may have an easier time navigating and seeing the amenities and seeing the unit. 
So I think it's just understanding, again, the type of building, the type of demographic. And to me, it's really important because we're renovating our portfolio. So whenever we purchase a property, we're in renovation and we want to be able to showcase and have the human touch share what it is that we're actually adding value to the property and what that's going to mean for the resident. Yeah, it's so important. Uh, You guys really know this stuff inside and out. As with any discussion of new technology, I think we have to talk a little bit about the role that AI and automation are playing in the multifamily space. I'm going to ask Jared now, what do you think the impact is this technology is having on the industry and the human experience overall? If you think about it from the two lenses of work and play, work, Jennifer just hit it on the head when it comes to the owners and the staff as a value partner, really the aim has got to be on efficiencies in driving the NLIs and the models that the owners are interested in. Those efficiencies that AI and automation is going to bring something as simple as turning lights off and turning temperatures and adjusting those, being a good steward to the planet, for instance, and sustainability and all the things that come with it. If it drives that home in the technology solution for the owners, they're going to be interested and they're going to see the impact of it. From my property staff, it's all about tasks. We are getting hundreds and hundreds of tasks per day that we never did before. Some of that technology driven, some of that not. It's about driving efficiencies in those tasks. They get only a few minutes to then go into the play mode where residents come in. They want to see themselves playing in the community in their normal lives and having a touchless, really guided scenario personalized to that person is what exactly this will bring to life. Think of a day when you actually touch the door and all you have to do is touch it with a key or your phone near it, whatever the case is. And as soon as it opens, it's the right temperature. You have the right smell. You have the right channel of music on. You have anything that you possibly could want set to the personalized experience brought to you by the apartment that you chose to do the tour in. That's the experience I think it's going to give us both in work and play. That changes everything. And that's exactly where the residents and consumers are going to go when they find the power of technology and how they can use it in their daily lives. Jennifer, I want to give you an opportunity to add to that because I see you nodding your head and I know you're going to add something to this. So to me, AI and automation, they're going to continue to impact our business positively. Again, the whole theme of removing the noise from our offices. The AI and the automation is able to handle those mundane tasks that don't require human reasoning or emotion. So the key is understanding the pass off, though, from the technology to the human to make sure that that process is seamless for the customer. And to us, it's been really important to pilot technology that's out there, document how things work and how things don't work, and then revise our plan. What we've really had some positive results with is bringing several vendors together to come up with a seamless solution. So we were able to work with a voice bot that then was able to pass off to the lead nurturing tool. And then the lead nurturing tool was able to make recommendations to our resident ambassadors, which are in our digital environment. And so really working with multiple supplier partners to understand what the common goal is and work towards that, I think we will continue to see AI and automation thrive in our business. Jared, how do you see it changing the way we live and work in the years to come? Any predictions or forecasts? It's actually going to drive us, I think, into the three categories we've been talking about quite honestly in this conversation, and I think everybody is, and that's how does it impact my goals? What is the bottom line impact it's going to give me, and what are the experiences it's going to deliver? 
if this is not the one, what's the next thing? It's going to have us thinking so much faster. That's going to change how we operate as businesses and how we operate as a person from automating our cars and driving them without us to an apartment that opens up because you're 20 feet near it. That kind of change in our life is going to happen. It's going to happen tomorrow and it's already happening starting today, which then leads to we have to be able to test these things. And you have to be a little more open-minded to those testing because otherwise that technology will outpace us. And me being where I am in personal life, like I talked about with my granddaughter, I don't want to be left behind. And I don't think anybody else wants to either in business or in personal life. Oh, I agree. And this is a great way to not get left behind. Correct. Well, I think that this has been such a good discussion. And before we do wrap up, I would like to give each of you the opportunity to leave our audience with a final thought. And what is the most important thing that you would like them to take away from our conversation here today? And I think, Jennifer, why don't we go to you first? Great. I would say I'm going to share two things, but I think they tie together nicely is don't be afraid to say yes, right? Pilot new technology. Some pilots are going to be a huge success and occasionally you'll have a miss, but you will only know if you try. And then I find the most successful pilots have the end in mind. And that means, again, what is the problem that we're trying to solve for and what is the ultimate result that we're looking to obtain? Well, I love that. Love that. Jared, why don't you wrap it up for us? Give us a final word. What Jennifer said is when you do say yes, you should have the right partner. You should have someone you can trust, someone that you know is going to try to make it easy. And then when it is implemented, whether that technology is very highly demanding or a simple efficiency is that there's someone standing there to support you along the way, teaching you on all the things that are coming with it and how it's advancing. And then last but not least is really think of ways that can make your life better. We went through the staff and making their lives better, the residents making their lives better. I think we keep that lens. It's going to be super important as we go into the busier and busier days of our lives. Saving time is one thing that I would think about as well. How can you save time in, in your personal life and professional life as you think about the technology? Last but not least is how can we drive relationships? It's at the core of what we are. How does technology help us drive those relationships, whether it is business to business or the residents who live in a community? Regardless, we have to think about technology and how it drives that finally for all of us. I think if that is really an important point because there's a lot of talk at times about how technology will replace people and businesses. And I, I think technology empowers relationships to be stronger because, for example, I'm in the residential real estate space and great technology helps us to connect and communicate with our clients and our agents in a more efficient way. And it doesn't replace, it just enhances it. And I think it's such an important point that tech is not replacing, it's helping. Absolutely. Well, you are both incredible and added so much great value and, and I think food for thought for people and educated us. So I just want to say thank you both to Jared and Jennifer. Uh, it was great chatting with you guys and have a great rest of the day. Thank you, Bess. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. I want to say a big thank you to Jennifer and Jared for being on the show today and talking all about cutting through the noise and riding the big multifamily tech wave without wiping out. You can learn more about the outstanding work being done by Western Wealth Communities on their website, westernwealthcommunities.com. And if you've enjoyed the show today, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. I'm Bess Friedman, and this has been Open Door, brought to you by Cox Communities. Oh.